sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Picking Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. You're waiting on God to do some things in your life. You're waiting, but you're not really trusting to the, to, 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 to the fullness of how you need to trust God because you're panicking while you're waiting. You're waiting, but you're panicking. You're waiting, but you're, you're waiting in doubt. You're waiting in unbelief. Hmm, maybe God forgot about me. Maybe, he, maybe he's too busy for me. No, when you wait, trusting is knowing that if God said he's going to be here at a certain time, he's going to be here at a certain time. And guess what? It's not according to our calendar. That's the problem. It's according to his, his calendar. It's according to heaven's calendar. So we're not just waiting for the manifestation. We're trusting, and we're not going to lean to our own understanding. We're going to, what the scripture says, keep on reading. It says in verse 6, in all your ways, do what? Acknowledge. Acknowledge him. And what is he going to do? He shall direct your path. So God, I may not see any evidence of this promise in my life, but I thank you in the spirit realm, something is happening in the spirit realm. Oh, God, my family acting all crazy and everything. I've been praying and fasting that God will save my family, save my loved ones. And Lil Willie, he's acting crazy right now. But, Father, I thank you right now. Oh, Lil Willie is saved, born again, spirit filled, oh, full with the, of the Holy Ghost. See, because you're not going to let external circumstances dictate how you should respond. You're going to respond knowing that if God said it, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but touch somebody and said, if God said it, God that, settles it. that settles it. So we ought to trust in the Lord with all of, our, uh, all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. One translation says he will make your path straight. He'll make it plain. He'll give you direction. You cannot receive direction from the Lord when your mind is in confusion. You cannot receive clear direction from the Lord when your mind is, is, is being tormented with disbelief and doubt. I told you a couple of weeks ago, you need to learn how to shout doubt out. You get it tomorrow. Amen. So here's what I want us to do with our heart. I want you to open up your heart. And I really want you to establish this truth in your heart. I want you to write this down. It's very simple, but quite profound. We're going to establish this tonight. God can be trusted. God can be trusted. Now, notice in Numbers 23, he, he, verse 19, he's showing you, first of all, God is not like man. He's not like man. Now, many of you, you've had some wonderful parents. You've had wonderful fathers and wonderful mothers. But there are some people who did not have that, that gift in their life. 
Maybe their father abandoned them. Maybe their, their mother neglected them, and they had to deal with the pain of parental neglect. But let me tell you, God is not like your mom or dad. And let me just say this. I don't care how good and how wonderful your parents are. God is even greater. So regardless of, even if it's your parents, a grandparent, a husband, a wife, a child, a friend, God is not, you cannot put God on the same level with man. He's not man or flesh that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent or one translation says that he should change his mind. See, a lot of times we change our mind. And I told you Sunday, change uh, can be good for us if we're changing for the better. Or it can be bad if we're changing for the worse. We have to change because of the, the, what, what sin did in our life. Sin marred us, marred our consciousness, took us away, separated us from God. And through Jesus Christ and his righteousness and blood, we are being transformed every time we yield to his spirit and get the word on the inside of us. So change, we need to change. But God is absolute. He's perfect. He doesn't need to change. He's complete. He is, and, and I'm going to show you, he's, he's integral. And, and, and I'm going to show you some profound uh, meanings for the word integrity. But I want you to understand that God can be trusted. And he can be trusted with your life. Everything about your life, watch this, past, present, and future. God can be trusted some of you, you may have dealt with some harsh things in your past. Maybe nobody knows about it but you and God. Guess what? You can trust God with that. God is not going to betray you and try to expose you. Amen. Now, if you don't deal with those things in your present, you expose yourself. But God wants to always, always cover you. You can trust God with your past. You can trust God with what you're going through right now. And, and how about this one? Because many people struggle with the, the fear of the unknown. Many people are anxious and worried about things that haven't even happened yet. You can trust God with your future. Yes. You don't have to worry about your future like the world does. God is in your future the same way he's in your present. The same way he's in your past. Because even though you were in sin, messing up, making mistakes, amen, tripping up, God was still there egging you on, pushing you toward the right path. God is God. He can be in your past, present, and future all at the same time. And he's in your past making sure you don't look back to your past to want to go back to it. The only thing you should do when you look at your past is say, Lord, thank you for protecting me and keeping me. Come on, say this. Say, God can be trusted, God can be trusted. With, my past, with my past, with my present, with my, present. With my, future. With my future. So whether you're talking about your finances, trust God with your finances. Whether we're talking about your, let's talk about your children. You've got to trust God with those children. See, even as a parent, you can only do so much, but God can do more than enough. He knows more about little Johnny than you do. I know you gave birth to him, but you don't know about him. Not like God does. Trust God with your children. Amen. Especially during these times that, you know, the enemy is, is wrecking havoc against the teenagers, against the children. But you got to trust God that when you apply the blood on your children... Even while you send them off to school, 
you're not sending them off alone. You're sending them off with angels. Dispatching angels around them. In camp, around and about them. Glory to God. You can go throughout your day knowing I trust God with my children. Yes, you're going to discipline when you need to discipline. You're going to correct when you need to correct. You're going to show love and be patient with them like your parents were patient with you. But ultimately, you're going to trust God that they're going to get everything they need to live God's purpose for their life. Trust God with your children. Trust God with your marriage. Trust God with your decisions. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and the understanding I need to make a quality decision that will bring glory and honor to you and that will bring, amen, those things that you have designed for me. So I establish right now in my heart, I'm just going to trust God. Regardless of what it looks like, I trust God. Regardless of what it feels like, I trust God. Because trust is not, trust is not a feeling, it's a decision you make. Amen? So God has nothing but good things in store for you. You must come to this place. God is not mad, upset, disappointed. God is a good God. Now, when we were little and we were in uh, Sunday school, of course, my parents, my mother were always teaching. Okay, here's a lesson on God. God is a good God. But the devil is a bad devil. This is plain as that. See, a lot of things the devil is doing and we're saying, oh, that's God. No, no, no. Here's what I learned. Amen. You take the word God, write down God, G-O-D. Add one letter, O, what do you have? Good. Add one letter O to, the, to God and you have good. Now write down the, name, the word devil and take away the D, what do you have? Evil. Evil. I rest my case. <laughs> so you can't blame God for things the devil is doing. Amen. And of course, you can't give credit to the devil for what God is doing. You've got to know that God is a good God. And the devil is a bad devil. But I'm going to tell you, God has good things in store for me. Oh, yes, the devil may come to steal, kill, and destroy. But God come. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. That's what I'm prophesying over you right now. The abundance of God. The overflow. The miraculous, the supernatural, the all-powerful. God is going to demonstrate. Let me just say this. I hear you, Holy Ghost. God's getting ready to use you as a walking billboard. He's getting ready to demonstrate some things in your life, in your family, on your job. My God, you're going to be walking advertisement. Walking around. Walking advertisement of the favor of the Lord. Hey, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Somebody shout, God is a good God. See, that's the place you must be. That's the place you must come. Otherwise, if you don't settle in your heart that God is a good God and that God can be trusted, when trouble comes knocking at your door, you're going to easily succumb to the pressure. When it doesn't seem to be working the way you think, it should work. You're going to begin to question the goodness of God in your life. Let it never come up as a discussion to you or as a debate to you whether or not God is good. So if somebody come to you talking about, well, what about this? When you're going through this, I, I don't want to hear it. God is a good God. 
No, I'm not going to debate about it. I'm not going to be perplexed about it. God is a good God. See, God is not your problem. God will never be your problem. As long as you're on his side. Now, if you're not on his side, he's going to be your problem. But I'm not talking to them because I'm talking to believers tonight. But God will, as a believer, God will never be your problem. As a matter of fact, he is the author. He's not, first of all, understand this. God is not the author of your troubles. He is the author of your triumphs. See, Satan is the author of confusion. Satan is the author of trouble. He's the author of famine and, and all of these things that's happening. But God is the author of peace. He's the author of goodness and favor, amen? So God is looking for some, some radical people who can just simply trust him to carry out the good thing that he has planned for you. How many of you will volunteer for that? Say amen. So I can, I can trust God to take care of me. Now, when we talk about integrity, normally we look at integrity, we base it on man's definitions. Let me just give you some, some uh, dictionary definitions that I wrote down, and, and I, can, I can use this to make the point that I really want to make. Integrity. I'm going to give you a lot of things, so just indulge me for a moment. Integrity is firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values. It also means unimpaired condition, soundness, the quality or state of being complete or undivided. Wow, that's a good one. The quality or state of being complete or undivided. Another dictionary source says that it is the state or quality of being entire. E-N-T-I-R-E, entire, complete, wholeness, entireness, unbroken state. Now, if you've been under my ministry for a while, you, what does that sound like to you? I wish I had a cookie to give you today. <laughs> this girl listens to her pastor. Sounds like shalom. Everybody say shalom. shalom. Peace. Everybody say peace. peace. That's what it sounds like, right? Amen. Because shalom is what? It's nothing missing. Nothing broken, nothing lacking. It means entire, it means whole. Now here's some other definitions, here's some other meaning. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy of today's message in its entirety on CD by calling 1-888-727-8900. Order today and watch the Word of God change your life. If you're ever in the Lafayette area, we invite you to join us for a life-changing experience.